Man Listening is simply a podcast in which one man, me, an older man, older, cisgender, straight, white guy, tries to learn to listen to women better by practicing it. There's a discipline. It's not always perfect. Today's a little bit different. It may trigger some people because I'm talking to a friend of mine who is particularly classically beautiful. And so we, I just out with it and just say that. So, and, and about how that's distracting, how that interferes with a kind of direct communication. So that may bug some people, trigger alert. Uh, some people may think that it's inappropriate or whatever. I'm not crude or crass. I'm just honest about it. So just heads up before you listen. Thanks. But I had no idea of awareness at all that I had control over my emotions. I thought it was everybody outside of me. I thought everything externally was in charge of my emotions. What is the sound of one man listening? This is Man Listening, a fresh podcast featuring the stories of strong women who bounce back. Man Listening, because every woman deserves to be heard. Hi, I'm Stuart Watson, and welcome to Man Listening. Once upon a time, Mara Palermo was prey to her emotions. They controlled her. If someone insulted her or picked on her, she'd punch him in the face. Man, woman, didn't make a difference. That is a day in the past. Mara is now in control of her emotions. She has, in effect, mastered herself and now she's teaching it to others. And I'm proud to say she's my friend. She's come a long way. Now, Mara Palermo. Where were you born? I was born in Lewiston, New York. Hospital um, or home? Hospital. Okay. Hospital, um, Mount Lewiston is near? Lewiston is near, it's right on the border where Canada, Niagara Falls, um, Canada is, and right next to like Niagara Falls, New York. So okay. it's like right there. So just Did you ever go to the falls? Did you go to the falls very often or was that just? Oh yeah, all the time. For your mother, your number what of how many? I am number three of four. Okay. Yes. So were you the middle child? Were you a little bit lost? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit not noticed? Lo yes, of course. I was more that, yeah. I was definitely more like the... And I guess, like, because there was four of us, so I don't know if it's, like, the second and third or, like, the middle child, but I was definitely, for sure, yes. Girls, boys? All girls. All girls. All four of us. Yep, all of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for purposes of understanding Mara, mm -hmm. what should I know about your mother? Oh, Linda. She's lovely. <laughs> still with us? Yes, she's, she's still with us. Actually, her, my mother and my father both moved to Charlotte. So now they're here. They're uh -huh. going on one year. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, my mother was like the oldest of five. And so she came from a very like strong, strict Italian family, you know? My grandfather was, whoa, no joke. So my mother was the oldest, so she's very much like that, that caretaker, the, you know, the martyr, like the always doing for others and stuff and not really ever doing too much for herself. 
So, you know, then she had us, and so she was just busy taking care of us. And then my sister started having kids, and then she was, you know, obviously helping them. So she's always like, you know, taking care of somebody. And that's why she, they moved down here. Is it weird for you not having kids? Sometimes. And then I think it's one of those things where you don't know what you don't know. So I don't really know if I am missing anything or not because I just never, I haven't had them, right? Now, I will say when, I'm, when I was around my nieces and nephews, I think because I had so many at such a young age, I was very fulfilled with that because I was able to, I was around, you know, eight of them. So, which was really nice. But there are times where now, like sometimes I think about that, you know, I'm like, oh, because if I see my nieces and nephews that are older and I can see, I'll see um, like my nephews in college now, so is my niece. So it's kind of cool to see them like at that age and that we can go and do things together. Like I, like tomorrow, for example, my niece is coming here and we're going to, I'm taking her to the gym that I go to. Mm. So we're going to work out together. I took my nephew. like. So you're the cool ago. aunt. Oh yeah. They like to hang with they you. They like to. Yeah, they definitely do. So I'm like the, the cool one, the favorite one, whatever you want to call it, usually. So. My wife keeps telling me that I ask a lot of really rude questions. And oh, so, I'm used to you, Stuart. <laughs> and so if this is rude, mm -hmm. you know, say so. But people who have children, yeah. I ask them if they plan that. Yeah. And people who don't have children, I ask them if they plan that. Yeah. And some people who have children regret it. Yes. So there's a generational thing. I mean, in the five, six years I've known you, mm -hmm. you've been fluid about that. Right. I think it's just was like, there were times where I'm like, because it, it was like a no for me for a while. It was. When you were in your I would say, 90s? yeah, because I remember when my sister started having kids, and I was around, because I was probably about, I don't know, 18 or 19, maybe 20-ish. I can't remember exactly the age. But they were young, because like my one sister was like 19, I think. And I think I was maybe, yeah, 20. And then my other sister was maybe like 21 when she had. So she, to me, it was that was younger, having kids. So when they started having kids, it, was, it happened so quickly that one of my sisters was pregnant for 10 years straight. One had three kids. Oh, you, so you're saying one, one or the other of yes. the sisters was one of pregnant. The others, one of the of my sisters was pregnant for ten years straight. Okay. So, because I have eight nieces and nephews, so I was like helping my sisters with. I, I mean, I love my nieces and nephews. It was great, but then I was like really was able to see their life change so much, and I was able to see um, how much work it really was. All the things, right? 24-7. 24-7. And there's a lot, like I said, there was a lot of kids. Like my one sister was pregnant at the same time the other one was. You know, they were, so there was a lot going on in my family and how our, the whole dynamic changed. And so that's where I realized at that moment, I was like, okay, I am taking my time with this. You know, I knew that because I was like, I didn't, you know, this is a lot. So, and I just wasn't in that place. I was like younger. I didn't really, wasn't thinking of like getting married or having kids, that kind of thing. Um, and, so and was then, it, I want to have fun? Was yeah. it, uh, uh, I have, you know, I want a career, I want right. to make money, I want to... Yeah, and at that time, like, I graduated high school and went right into, you know, started doing 
started doing hair and nail, like started doing lashes and started doing all the things, you know, in beauty. Beauty. So that was something that I was really passionate about, fell in love with. And so I just like threw myself into that, which, you know, that's what I wanted to do. And then as I, you know, grew a clientele when I was younger quickly, then like, I think I was like maybe 24 at that time, going on 24. That's when I decided to open my own salon. You know, so for me, a lot of my focus, attention, all of that was like building, a, you know, building up a business. And I never did that before. It was so scary. So um, a lot of things I learned so much doing that. But that was where my focus was. And so for me to even think of like having a child and like doing all that, I was like, mm. you know, I just... It, it just wasn't what I wanted to do, you know, so. You are still so beautiful oh. that it's intimidating to me. It's, Why? I mean, you're my friend. We're really good friends, but it's, it's hard for me to talk to you because I just see somebody who's so beautiful. It's distracting. <laughs> Stuart, thank you. Well, but it's distracting. And I'm wondering when you're around heterosexual men. Yes. How often does it happen that you're like, this person doesn't even see me? Yes, often. I just had this conversation with a friend yesterday. I think what it is is because people, will, they see, like even people that know me, they're just like, how are you single? How are you single? Blah, 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 like all the things, you know? And I'm like, well, I don't know. But the funny thing about it was yesterday, um, one of my friends, and he's always been my friend since like high school, nothing, you know, nothing ever more than that. but. Um, he was talking about that. He was like, you know, he said something about, he was like, you're intimidating. Same thing, like what you just said. And I was like, I don't even understand that. And that's what I said. He was like, well, guys are either going to see you for, you know, like see you and like for like who you are and like, want, you know, like he's like, because he, he said something like whoever, you know, whoever marries you is lucky or something like that. And I was like, well, thanks. And then I was like, I don't know. I was like, guys are kind of weird, I feel like sometimes. But he thinks like he was saying towards me, not weird towards me, but he was like, I think it's maybe it's intimidating. There's like insecurities, things like that. And I was like, I'm like, I, I don't know. Sometimes I think it's, I take it personal. What do you mean? Well, I'm like, do they not like me? You know, it's like that. Like I take it like it was, but then he's like, no, it's just kind of like, it, it's almost like it's intimidating. It's like, I don't you know. Like how you just said, like you're distracted. I'm like, what? I don't know what that means. Cause I'm not a guy. So. Well, to me, the thing that made uh, you real uh -huh. was when I learned that in like high school and even going, mm -hmm. that you've got that uh, you will cut a bitch. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you will. Uh, like when you did Mary Kay and the woman was kind of like snotty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you were like, I will take her out. <laughs> like you got in fights in high school, right? No. Yes, that was me. That was me. I was definitely. Like what, what's something you would get in a fight over? Like a physical fight. Yeah, I would. Um, I wasn't much of a... Wasn't there like a brawl one time? <laughs> like that, like what, the cops involved or something like that? Oh my like God, that? Stuart, Tell yes. me that story. Oh my God. What the heck? There were cops. I had to think. There's been a few different times. Um, there was a boy. Was it a boy or was it... Well, uh, later I found out it was because of a boy that I had no 
see, I didn't know. I had no idea. But this. Oh, girl, but these were your friends. Yeah. Well, uh, which one were we talking about? The, the one where the cops were called, and your. Oh God. And 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 if, and your parents were like, Mara, what the hell? You yeah. know, tell me a good one. Oh God, there's so many. Well, there was this time. See, a lot, okay, I'll just put it to you this way. There's a lot of times where I'm not really like a big like shit talker like uh -huh. that. I, you know, when it comes to people, I was more of like, if, if someone like kind of would like do something to me or a friend or something like that, usually, you know, I would just end up doing something physical back. You know, I would just kind of like end it, I guess. In was that it way. because of you, Is it, or were you sticking up for a friend? Oh, it was both. Like this one time, like for example, my sister. You know, I was very protective over my sister. That she's a year younger than I am, so I always like was like always looking out for her because she was very passive and very like she was scared of everything. You know, she just wasn't that kind of you know, which is fine. But it was just I was always like the older sister protecting her. So she'd like anything, anytime something would happen, I'd be like, oh, you know, whatever, what's going on? You know, and that was probably partially my fault because I enabled that. Her ex, you know, well, at that time, yeah, they weren't together or anything, but his sister was out and she was starting shit with my sister. And I was like, let's get out of here. Let's just go. So no. you first tried to defuse I did. It. I first tried to. You weren't picking a fuck. Nope. And so I was like, let's just go. And so her and I ran out of, so we left, we left this little like bar or whatever. And I was like, let's go. This is like so long ago. I mean, it was like twenties, early twenties. And so I was like, let's, and so we were leaving and she starts chasing us like out of the bar and she's screaming, calling my sister, all sorts of names. And I still at this point was still trying to be like, just get in the car, you know, let's just go. So she gets in the car and the driver, so I get in the car and the passenger and she's running and she was like drunk and just whatever and I was still trying to not do anything you know and um, were y'all drunk I no honestly I really I think we like had maybe a few but we weren't we weren't that's why I was like let's just get out of here so when we were in the car she comes running follows us down and she comes to the side of my door and she kicks my car door like the car door side and that see that is when that set me off and that was when I was like, I'll go from like zero to like a thousand. So I just remember kind of. You came out of the car. Yeah. Well, I remember I opened the door. I, I think I like, I unlatched it and I think I kicked the door open. And so when it swung open, it hit her. And then I, well, the police said I looked like I was out like a wild pack dog. <laughs> That's what their words were. Like bull with lipstick. Yes, they're like they're like you got out of that car like pitbull in party clothes. Yeah, and like <laughs> jumped on her like a like I've never seen anything like. Did this they before. have video of this? No, but they they just watched it for a minute because they were like I've never seen anything like it because I, I I mean I definitely watched it for entertainment. Yeah, entertainment. Or? They did. They were like I. And then they noticed the, the one police officer recognized me, so he was like, "Oh my god!" He was like, "I think that's." You know, Mara, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I go to church with her mother. <laughs> so I was like, so they come running over and then literally all of a sudden, like, I feel like someone like pull me off of her. They were like, and I, he so this is like an like, out of body experience. Yeah. You're not like, really thinking. I'm like, I mean, this is I'm all just, yeah, it's like just rage. Like rage. 
at that point. I mean, she, I was like on top of her. They were like, oh my God. So they picked me up off of her and he like whispered in my, he was like, Mara, like he was like, okay, get out of here. Just like go. They let, they let my sister and I go. They just like, just get out of here. So we hopped back into the car, we left. And it was funny because I had like this hat and I had earrings, but obviously somehow, you know, and I knew his wife because she was like a client of like one of the other stylists. So she like comes to like the salon and brings my hat and earring, joking around. She's like, I don't know why my husband has this, but you know, I think this belongs to you, joking. You know, I was like, oh my God. I was like, yeah, thanks. She, he was like, I was like, I've never seen anything like that before. And I was thinking, I was like, well, that's great. But so that was just like one of many, you know? So have you ever punched out a man? Yes. Mm -hmm. Over what? Well, that was interesting. I, that was actually the last time I ever got physical with someone. I was at a, um, I was dating someone and I went to his company party with him met him there but by that time it was later in the evening and like everyone I, I was like expecting something different I guess because when I got there I felt like I was at this big frat party because everyone was like the men were just couldn't even walk they were so drunk so anyways something had transpired blah 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 and there were some you know between this guy and you know just they're drunk and they're like wrestling around some nonsense started and so then we were, I'm like, I, had, I just want to get out of here, you know, and I was sober. So when I was walking up the, his, his boss is the, the owner of the company is like very much um, like a functioning alcoholic, maybe, you know what I mean? Like he's, you know, so he drink, I mean, we're used to him like that. So, but he's very, you know, abusive with his mouth. Like he's just can get reckless with it. So when I was leaving, I said something to him like, what, what's going on? I turned around and he was, he was drunk, but he went off on me and said, said he was like, he was like, shut the fuck up, you fucking bitch and get the fuck out of here. That's what he said. And so then I gave him a black eye. <laughs> you punched him in the eye. I did. Did yeah. he do anything? No, he didn't. No, I punched him in the face. I did. I, I mean, it was just like a reaction. Like when did he you came get at a, me like that, I was like, "Did you get an assault charge?" Out no, of that? he deserved it, and he he apologized not to me, but he apologized to my boyfriend at the time for it because he was like, because when apologized I apologized immediately or later. Later, because he I don't even think he, he didn't even it, it probably didn't even I don't even know if it phased him or not, but I punched him. But then everyone came running over and they were like, "Oh my god!" Like I was like. I gotta get out because I was literally like I have got to get out of here because I could shaking? feel yeah because I could feel that coming you know and I was like no I have got to go so yeah and that's been five six years yeah it's been a long time yeah it's got to be longer than that six years seven yeah but I mean for that you know for me I just was like whoa and you know I left the next day you know I left there and then like the next day I found out he was there like yeah he's a black guy I was like so what I'm wondering is uh, you have like if you I don't know if you have a boyfriend now no um, but when you have a boyfriend mm -hmm. you're living with somebody yeah and you guys have an argument mm -hmm. or a disagreement about something. Yeah. Could be the dishwasher. Yeah. Um, or, you know, who does the laundry or yeah. who's going who's <laughs> to Who's doing this? Who's going to cook pasta? You who's know? cooking tonight? Right. Right. But if, uh -huh. if you have something that it's a perpetual kind of a thing. Uh huh. 
uh, how, what is uh, a healthy argument and yeah. what is an unhealthy, what's a healthy disagreement and what's an unhealthy thing for you with, with a man who's like a partner? Oh, okay. So, I mean, obviously that, what, that story was extreme and he wasn't, but there's, there's differences. Like I've, I mean, since then I have been in like a relationship where I can tend to be like one or the other. It's like, I can tend to either be like, I can just shut down for a second. You know, I'm more like that where I need to like collect myself. Get really quiet. I get really quiet. I'm like, okay, let me Watch just, out. <laughs> let me just calm down for a second and no. And then there's, then it's like having that conversation one, cause sometimes it's like, what am I really looking for? You know, cause sometimes I would just like go off of like whatever would just like trigger me or piss me off at that moment. And then it's like, wait, there's something else that's going on. So sometimes it might be a need that I just need to meet myself or it's something that I really feel like needs to be addressed. And you know, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to say something about it, you know, try to do it in, in a calm manner. Um, or there's like the other part where I'm just like, sometimes I can say some, I'll say something and then I'm like, wait, that might not have came out right. Okay. Let me revisit that again. You know? So if it's an, if it's something that's like healthier or just to get my point across, it's something that I can just share, you know? Well, I have a selfish reason like, for asking this. Why is that? Uh, that is because I'm trying to learn how to be angry. Okay without getting angry. Got it. Uh, that is how to articulate, mm -hmm. I'm very angry at you because mm -hmm. blank. Yeah. And usually, you know, especially men and women, yes. is you're not listening to me. You're not hearing me. Yeah. So it's one of those things where what I've been, what I've learned and I haven't, I mean, like I said, I realized one of the things that's one of the things I would do, it's like, I'd go off and be like, put that on them, you know, like you're, you're pissing me off right now. Or I'm really whatever. And then when I started to really learn how to own my own emotions, instead of being like, I'm angry at you or you're pissing me off or whatever it was like I would even just by me saying like I'm feeling very blank right now like that's my feeling because to be honest it's it's our feelings right they're triggering them they're yes their behavior they're doing something but it's still something that's going on internally so if I'm like hey like I'm feeling I'm pissed right now like I'm feeling uncomfortable I try to get a little bit more in like, what am I really feeling? Like, yes, the anger's there, the, the frustration's there. Okay, you let's, say you go, so, let's say you go to a party now and everybody's drunk. Yes. And, um, and you see men wrestling on the floor yeah. and you're like, this is a frat party, this is <laughs> a bad scene. I get the fuck out of here. And, and then, so you grab the person that you came to see and say, I, I'm not about this. I'm yes, gonna that's probably what I would have done now. So today, mm -hmm. six years hence, yes. six, and a half years since you just walk away yeah you don't punch anybody in nope because i did actually it's funny that you said that because i did that a few weeks a few weeks ago um i went with one of my friends like he's a guy but it's not like that but it was just like he wanted just a guy friend yeah he's just a guy friend and, I, and went I, to a and he, he was like me uh, he i was with my girlfriend she didn't want to go out and then i was like well i'll still i'll i'll go meet him because we were all going to meet up so it just ended up being him and i so when I got there, 
Um, and I didn't really know too many of his friends, but it was okay. But I just knew, like, even when I was there, I was like, this really isn't, this was okay. And I probably would have been here like five years ago, but this really isn't my scene, right? So, and the guy that I was like with, he's like drinking, you know, whatever, and having a good time. There's nothing wrong with that. And again, I think I had like maybe one drink. I don't, I wasn't drunk at all. And so towards the end, it was like maybe 1230 going on one. And all of a sudden, like he was about to fight this guy, you know, stuff like that. And then I'll, I turn, I'm like, did I miss something here? <laughs> How did this just happen? And so this girl is like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. She's telling me the story. And so I literally just put my drink down. I walked over. I said, you know what? I'm calling it a night. I'll see you later. And I just left. No black eyes. No black eyes. Mara is not in the middle of I'm it. I'm not in the middle of it. Nope, I don't care. No this isn't my, Nope, this isn't my stuff. I don't even care to even... I didn't even want to be around that. Like to me, it was just like, this isn't really what I want to do. You know, I want to, I'd rather just go home, go to bed, get up and go to the gym in the morning. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So I just was like- And so the next day you're a friend. Mm -hmm. So you're like, peace out. Yeah. He apologized. He's like, I'm really sorry. I just didn't want you to, you know, I'm sorry that you even had to see that. And, and I, I was like, you don't even have to apologize. I'm, I'm good. I'm a guy. I, I worked with a guy once a million years ago. Yeah. And at a traffic light, uh -huh. he put his car in park, walked over, uh -huh. pulled somebody out of their car, and beat the shit out of them. Oh my God. Yeah. And he comes to work and he's just shaking. Oh, so wow. people who are like the victims of their yes. own emotions. Yes. It doesn't serve them well. No, no. Like, it's not like the, hey, I guess I showed him I did the right thing. They're right. like, oh my, my God. God. Yeah. It's almost like an addict, like a rage addict. Because that's how I was. I'd go crazy. I'd, get, I'd be like zero to a thousand. And then all of a sudden I'd be like, what even happened? Why do I even care? You know, all the things. And then I'd feel worse about myself because I allowed that to happen. But I had no idea of awareness at all that I had control over my emotions. I thought it was everybody outside of me. I thought everything externally was in charge of my emotions. And I was just, you know, allowing okay. that to happen. We're talking about different kinds of scenarios. Though. Oh, yeah. So go back to the... I love how Stuart loves to talk about the fights. I love it. Well, look, that, that's, <laughs> you, like that, you know, it makes you real. So you and your partner, mm -hmm. male partner... And y'all disagree on what? What would be a good, uh, who pays the rent or what's a good example? I mean, I'm trying to think of like, cause I haven't had a boyfriend in a long time. It's been a couple of years, I think. Are you, is that a good thing? No, no, it's a great thing for me. I mean, it's been great. Like I'm not at all like complaining about it. I'm just trying to think of, but see his, those weren't really the issues. I feel like they were like bigger ones. Like he was like in a hurry all the time. He wanted all of the things he wanted me to move get married have kids like he wanted all the big things all at like one time you know um and then also but y'all wouldn't fight. fight about that oh right? well i shouldn't say that we shouldn't we wouldn't fight i felt like with him he was very emotional which there's nothing wrong with that at all you know because i obviously being passionate yeah, is being a passionate good thing. It's a good thing. And like having emotion, like I like to see that. I don't mind that at all. What it was though, I feel like was there was a lot of his own, like tons of like insecurities and things like that, that were stifling because 
it was like no matter what I did, it was like never enough. You know, there was like, it was like what I was doing was, I was like seriously trying to make him feel better about himself or something like that, Mm. which started getting exhausting for me. Um, And so I think he was always concerned too, like if I was doing work or doing stuff like, and a lot of my, my business stuff and things like my, especially my new, my new business that I just started recently was a lot of things online. This is starting a long time ago, but there was always like these insecurities of like, if I'm not paying attention to him, if there's somebody, you know, there's always like wondering if there was like someone else kind of thing. And I was like, no, you know, so it was like that. And then it became more and more like, I felt like my world was closing in because it became, he wanted to have more control. Like he wanted to have like my passwords to things he want, you know what I mean? Like it was like, no matter what, there was more insecure, you know, there was just more and more. And I was just like, felt like I was being boxed in. Is it easier to articulate a boundary with a woman than it is with a man? Like do women may come over that boundary, like she may kick the damn car door, but at least you have said, well, bitch, walk well, away. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, just, and yeah. so I mean, are you hearing me? Yeah. I like mean, we, you may yeah. not. Like you're chasing after us. Like you're literally chasing right. after us. So do women hear that I feel from like, other women more clearly than men do? I feel like they. I feel like it depends on the person, because some women just could care less, you know, too. But and also like with men, I think like. It depends, like I said, if they have that level of respect, I think that they can hear you. And if they want, if they're willing and they want to, I can, I think that they, and if they even know what boundaries are, respect have some of their own, then yeah, I think that they would understand the value in boundaries. But I feel like when you're saying it to someone who's maybe unhealthy in that department and you're like, Hey, this is like a boundary. It sets them off. Like 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 I like I was taking like I took it almost like it's I was trying to set this boundary but then it was like like I was keeping him out mm. do you see what I'm saying or like I'm hiding something if I was like no you can't have my passwords to all my like you're no we're not doing that for example it's like well what do you have to hide do you see what I mean like uh, does that make sense like where I was like no it's just there's there's no reason for it you know I don't want your passwords because he's like, well, here's my, I don't, I don't want to do all that. I don't want to go through your stuff. It became not about the passwords. It's about whether yeah. you have a private life. Exactly. That, and he didn't want that. Mm-mm. Like my wife doesn't read my journaling. Not that she could read my scribble, but I mean, and we've <laughs> right. been together for 40, 42 years. Yeah. Been married for 38 and mm-hmm. she doesn't read that stuff. Yeah. Right. Even when I type it up. Yeah. Because you're still you. You're still you. You know, you have your own personal things, you know, and you have your own stuff and like your own thoughts or whatever it is. And, you know, that that's like your, it's like your own space so that you can express yourself and be you, right? So it's like for, and, and I, yeah, like I don't see why she would want to look at all that stuff. I'm trying to get to what's a fair fight and what's an unfair fight. Like what's a productive uh, vigorous discussion that's productive that gets oh. us somewhere yeah. as opposed to a just a pointless fight 
Well, I feel like it's the intention behind it, right? So I feel like for me, like if I go back and I look at the things, you know, like even that has transpired in relationships and stuff, I feel like there's like this intention. And so that's one thing like now moving forward, I'm very like, what is the outcome I'm trying to achieve here? Because if I'm coming at you just to come at you back and forth, that's not productive because if there's an issue, like you were saying, like who's going to pay this bill or like whatever, whatever it is, right? I feel like let's focus on like that instead of like, we're not like against each other. We're like, I don't want to say against that problem, but kind of that instead. And I think that's where for me, that's where like the, the shift has been because it's like, all right, well, we don't need to go back and forth like that personally. I think it's just like, if this needs to be paid, you know, where are we at with this? You know what I mean? Has a man ever cried? Yeah. Because of the fight or because of something else? Sometimes I think it's be, uh, all, all sorts of things that men have cried over. Um, but And your response when they start crying was? I Sometimes I just sit there. It depends, again, with the person. Like, I allow it. Or, like, I know, like, the, my last one, for example, he liked it when I would, you know, like, if I were to console him, I guess, in that way, you know what I mean? He liked that because he would get very stuck in his, he kind of would shut down too. But, like, if I would go there to kind of break that, then he would, it would be okay. He's a good bit younger than you. No, no, no. This one was not. Oh, that. Was. Yeah, yeah. No, this one was not. He was my age. He's a year older. Mm-hmm. This was my, the last guy I dated. <laughs> so. I, that's very. Did you ever see your your dad cry? Um, not a lot. No. Mm-mm. Not at all. Like when his mother died. Yeah, like I remember. He, I can remember. Like when he was doing the eulogy for my grandfather, my mom's dad. Like he started to like you know, wanting to cry, but he caught himself. Like I could, I, I've, it's very few times, you know. Are you more comfortable hanging out with a group of women or hanging out with a group of guys? Men. Why? I don't know. Cause you grew up with all those sisters. I don't know why. So I've always been like that though. And so women who say, like if a woman goes in, you're doing her hair and you guys talk all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and she's, and if a woman says, I just don't understand men, what, what'll follow after that? What, what would she say? I don't understand men because blank. Well, yeah, it's the generalization, right? It, it would be like a generalization of men. It'd be like, cause men are blank. They're dumb. They're assholes. They're this, they're that. They're all the, you know, Right, and so then... Like, like, why do they have to fight? Yeah, and then, like, women chime in, and they just kind of go down that rabbit hole. And what do you say if you if somebody says, I just don't understand men? Like, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not true. No, it's not true. Um, I mean, what do you understand men that if you were to share with her? Well, the thing is, is that they're different like they're just different they're wired different they're not i mean they're just they're they're not going to think like us they're not going to be they're not they don't even look like us like so for us to be like oh my god i can't understand men it's it's okay to not you know understand men in that way you know what i mean and and i do believe that like 
I do believe like men are different, but they're similar, right? So then it's like, it's depending on like what it is, you know, what is it that you don't understand about them? Well, increasingly there's not this binary thing. It's all over the map. Yeah. So we're talking about very traditional kind of, yeah, this is the old Italian, you know, this is the ancient dance and we're, we're still having a really hard time. I think with, with that, with what you mean just like I, I, with the old binary yeah well I think that's I think everyone I personally think with women and and I don't know about men but I'll I guess and I'm not speaking for all the women but you know when I listen to them obviously I've worked with so many women you know and very in the, and, beauty, industry. In the beauty industry so it's very intimate setting so that's probably 90% of the conversation right is about the relationships it's about all those things but I do believe that, you know, the way that our family was, the way that we were brought up, that, you know, there's so many different, like, beliefs, right, and ideas of what a guy should be like or isn't like or whatever from our own experiences and then also what society throws at you. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's kind well, of like... My kids are forever saying to me, gender is a construct, gender is made, and I said... Um, a penis is not a construct, and estrogen, testosterone, yeah, those are not constructs. And so your brain behaves a certain way, yeah, because it's got this chemical pumping through it. Yeah, um, it's not because you're an asshole. No, it's no. It's because you generated your brain has generated this chemical. Yeah. And we're also human fucking beings. We're spirits, and so exactly. eventually we should pay attention and. Get a grip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think like, I think it's, yeah, it's just all of our shit is, you know, our, like when it comes to, you know, our, like I said, like the weight, like our beliefs, you know, past experiences, trauma, all the things is like what it starts to create, you know, our views on the opposite sex even, you know, so. Do you believe we live more than one life? I do. Like, how does that go? I believe that we're just... We're spirit, like right now I'm like in this skin suit, you know, and enjoying this. And I feel like it's when I pass away, like my flesh is going to die out, but my, my spirit's going to move on and I might come back as a human again. And like, do you think you've been here before many, many times or? Yeah. Have you had any inkling as to what those incarnations were? Cleopatra. Oh, you think you were Cleopatra? I think we all, we, yeah. All of us were Cleopatra? Yeah, at some point. Well, all of us were actually Cleopatra or just Well, you know, it's funny because like, like. It, we've all been someone, you know what I mean, in that way. That's what I believe. Only because like I've had experiences. But we haven't all been the same no, no, Right, but I mean, we've all been like someone before. Um, that's which is kind of crazy because like I've had, I've done some of that work before where I've gone to these certain places and I've like, how do you do that? Things. Oh my God. Well, it's, are we talking with the one take or, a bunch of hallucinogens or are we talking <laughs> no. trance or are we talking? No, well, it, it's getting, getting into this space, right? Just getting into this, this place. And I had someone who's able to like guide me through that. So it was pretty cool. And Sounds intense. It was in very intense. 
And so I was seeing some things from like past lives and stuff like that. No drugs. No drugs. Zero drugs. Zero. You know, I can go there right now if I really, you know, wanted to. And it's really cool. It was. It was, but it was an intense experience because I was seeing certain things go on. Um, and that's the other thing too, like things that were showing up in my life now or like the, the, I, the beliefs or feelings or things I had towards stuff. What's crazy is like, you know, we think it's because of like past experiences or even like our childhood or whatever, but there are things from our past lives that are affecting us now that we, we're, we don't even know. So once I was able to kind of go into that and also generationally, there's like all these generations, right? Like our DNA goes way back. And there's so, a, a, a feeling that we're here to learn something mm -hmm. or heal something. Right. And so the way I look at that, so that's right now getting into like the, this work as well. And, um, I feel like this work, this work, like, you know, this, the whole transformation, personal development, healing, the whole, all that and getting into work over the, well, you know, like I've gotten into multiple different modalities. What you see as your mission, like why are, why is the Mara Palermo incarnation here? Right. Yeah. So for me, really getting clear on the things that I value the most. And so one of those things like for example like i love like growth expansion self-love um confidence uh what's love, a metric like, for growth though so like it, growth in what way so for example if it's something that i'm like scared to do and i do it give me a for instance like even right now like sitting here and like just putting all my stuff out there, right there. Like even before that, it was a little bit of like, Ooh, you know, who knows what I'm going to talk about, but you know, it's kind of like, Oh, what the fuck do it anyway. You know what I mean? It's that it's like, let me go and do that. You know, I don't know. I might see someone and I find him attractive or something like that. And I go talk to him. Do you see what I'm saying? That was something like I would never be, do. You could be rejected. Exactly. All those things, you know, um, if I wanted to just things like that. So that's where, you know, having that, okay, is this going to move me towards that? Am I going to be in alignment with my values or am I not? You know, cause that's like the one thing I just realized was like when I was going through the things just that I was going through before too, was just like, I was just so out of alignment because I really wasn't grounded into what it is that I actually want to create and who I am. Right. And so when I really am like, this is what it is now, my, what I choose to do, it's easier for me because it's like, nope, that's not really going to take me. That's not, has nothing to do with growth. That's kind of like my old identity or that's whatever. So I can stay on this path, you know, um, I just, I wasn't so clear on that before, but, and it grows and evolves because I do. So that's where for me, that's the whole, like, that's my purpose is staying in alignment, staying in integrity with who I am, what I, what I choose to create. And then also the people that, um, I choose to bring into my life, they, they have to be in alignment with that. So what's an example of something that you were like, um, I feel really good about this. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like, wow. Um, I feel really complete having learned or accomplished or 
What's a what's a big one? Um, gosh, I think I think this past year. I mean, even like I think since like COVID, I would say, like uh, right before that, I think um, I really took on myself and a deeper level through COVID and after the fact. I really just started to really look at myself and 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 all my shit basically, you know, in the mirror. Um, like what's an example so, of some of your shit that you? Like just in. Like where, like where I wanted to be, because like my salon was shut down. I was kind of freaked out. Like there was a lot of things coming up, right? And so at that point, I just stayed. Like I was in meditation a lot. I just was like, you know what? I'm. Not, I can't control this, you know. And I think I surrendered a lot. Just kind of allowed, surrendered. You know, really was like focusing on um, faith. You know, just like trusting. So that pray? was huge. Hmm? Do you pray? Yeah. So. What does um, that sound like? Prayer? Like it just... No, I mean, like, oh. what's an ask? What's... Prayer is petition. What's an ask? Yeah. Well, sometimes it's not even ask. Sometimes I would just... I would just get quiet, and I would just be grateful for all the things I have. Amen. You know what I mean? It was more that. It was more that. It was more gratitude. I really started focusing on how it could be worse, you know? Um, and so what I did through COVID was I had this circle, like a prayer circle and a meditation circle. So I did that once a week for people. Um, and so we would hop on and we would just, you know, we, it would be focusing on like gratitude, but then I would, you know, we would do a meditation. I would take them through like a guided meditation. Then we'd like pray at the end, you know, and that was when I would, um, but it was funny because people would come on the call. So like, oh, all this stuff going on. But then by the time we would, you know, get off the call, everyone would be like in a very calm, grounded, you know, peaceful place. So you're gratitude. not a guru, but you mm -hmm. are kind of the glue. You're, 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 yeah. you're a, a, get, you know, get them together. Yes. I'm a, I'm like a, a connector. Um, yeah. Connector. Thank you. Connections, one of my main core values. Uh, so yeah. that's what it is. So I have to be able to connect. If I can't connect, then you know what I mean? Like, and I can c connect well, I feel like with people, it's just sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. So that's my thing. And so I would bring that together and I felt like a sense of community. And so when I was doing that, I just really realized that this was actually for my highest good put COVID because what that did was I've always, I've been wanting to get into having my own coaching business for a long time, but I would put it off or I do things or, you know, um, I was going through different modalities to learn, but then I still was just like, there was my own fears and my own insecurities. I wasn't perfect. I didn't know all that stuff. So all that stuff started coming up and that was what I really focused on, um, going through it. I was like, you know, I think I'm getting called to something higher. I need to let the, and I, it's not that I love, don't love the salon business because I could do that anywhere, but it was just so eye opening. Like here's this space that's all has been created in your schedule. You know, this time, the space, all that. So now it's time for you to focus in on your business. And it was crazy. That's why I knew that it was the right choice because as soon as I made that decision and declared that, all the right people, all the right things really started to open up. And so I was able to, you know, go through the certification and then I met this amazing person through the certification. Um, his name is Shane. 
and we just really connected. We're actually, he lives upstate New York in Rochester area, like only like an hour and a half from where I live. Well, from I should say, uh, I've never met him in person yet, but we just really connected. We went through the certification. We were very much in alignment with like who we wanted to serve, what we wanted to do. So we partnered up and created a, a coaching business together. So which we just congratulations. Yes, I we didn't just know about launched that. it. Yeah, we just launched it like a week and a half ago, and we're starting a What's program. What's it called? Self Mastery Mindset. Okay. Yeah. So the self. I'm, so I'm a self mastery mindset coach. And so is he. Post COVID, a lot mm -hmm. of people sort of took a hard look. Yes. And a lot of them started to say, "My relationships are more important than my work." That's it. Um, That's it. They started saying, "My health is more. My mental health 100%. is more important than." Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fame or glory, thank you, Simone Biles, yep. or any of it. Yep. That my own mm -hmm. growth as a spirit is it's so much more important than all these other so much more things that we count. Count, yes. And so, and that's where when I like I was saying before, when I went into when I was in COVID, I was like, because I had I, I was just like the one relationship that I was in before. That was it ended very stressful. I was very exhausted from that, you know, and so that's where it was like this was before COVID. But then by the time when I, I just got to that point where I was like, oh, this is going to be some time like to myself, and I noticed people didn't even know how to be with themselves, and so that was huge. And again, that's where I was like, there's such a need for that because so many people aren't giving themselves that love. Um, because it's all outside here. And now that the world has been taken away, they're like, well, shit, who am I? Like, what do I want? What do I even, you know, care about? And that was one of the things for myself too, was like, I'm like, I declared that I was like, okay, I'm coming out like a whole new, there's like gonna be a new version of me. I'm gonna take this and create something new, right? That was my thing. And I know some people were like, oh my God, you know, all the things. And I just focused on my health. I focused on everything, like every area of my life. I was still avoiding relationships. I'm not gonna lie, in terms of like, you know, like a, a relationship relationship, because I really just wanted to be with me. I shouldn't say I was avoiding it. I was, I was having that relationship with myself. That's when I started to dive into these different things. And I don't know if you know what attachment styles are or. Um, what that is, emotional attachment styles, which is really interesting. I did a lot of work on emotional stuff and as well as relationships and things like that through like COVID and going through that and realizing what attachment style I had and why attachment style, what that means to each person. Like, so there's like an anxious attachment style and there's like an avoidant attachment style. And then understanding underneath that, like what that the core of that is from and how to, to kind of meet those needs. So bizarre, not bizarre, but it's cool. Like how when we go again, it's like going for these external things to fill these voids or get these needs met. So I really this is a very challenging. If we get struck by lightning today and all that's left <laughs> is this little audio, what is your legacy? Oh, my legacy. Like I do feel like what what I would love for people to like remember me by would be that when 
my ex their, their experience with me is is something that they that I left them better, you know, than than how I I. I I guess started with them you know what I mean like when I'm with somebody that they enjoy my time they feel good about themselves whatever it is that it's an enjoyable experience so one of those things that um, especially that what is the better they would be though oh I mean, you know what I do like when and I, I hear this and that's what I love I think that's what it is is like when they're like you know I never thought about it in this way but this or you left them with a little like a nugget a nugget a lesson or yeah or they're like hey you know what you said something the other day and then this or I never saw this in myself so you know what or the phone call where we were like remember we were talking and we were you know you told me this this and this well I went out and I I did that like I took that job or I left that relationship or whatever it was you know so that's where that's more than just accountability that's more than an accountability coach. Yeah. That's yeah. that you actually make an impact. Yeah. Yeah. You offered an insight. Insight. Yeah. I guess it's saying like, yeah, I just like the whole like being, and it took me so long to like do that. I feel like just to being like myself, you know, and being authentic, right? Because there's all the things, all the masks and stuff. So I feel like that's one of the things where it was like when I'm if I'm leaving this earth where it's like you know she was authentic she was herself and that allowed me to do the same I like that I like when people can just be real get messy you know don't need to be perfect <laughs> thank you for being my friend oh thank you Stuart you know I love oh, you oh we get a hug we're hugging I love it, <laughs> I love it. and thank you for doing this again oh my god thank you for having me yeah. doing this I mean, this is great. I love you. I love you. Thank you, Mara. If you're interested in Mara's uh, coaching, uh, she and her partner, Shane Gurney, uh, can be found on Facebook at Self Mastery Mindset Coaches from Stressful to Successful. Self Mastery Mindset. Mara, thanks for being my friend. Man Listening is a production of Unmediated LLC in cooperation with the Queen City Podcast Network and Balto Creative Media. Allison Andrews at Andrews Creative and Rachel Clapp Miller are developmental producers. Sally Higgins at Higgins and Owens tries to keep us legal. Our music is A Day at the Park by the group Pictures of the Floating World. Your announcer is Catherine Smith. That's me. Please go to our Patreon page. You'll find us at patreon.com. Look for Man Listening, one word, no spaces. We hope you'll join us by becoming a member. A small investment can raise up the conversation. If you want exclusive member merch, like a t-shirt, we can arrange that too. I really want to tell you how grateful I am to all the people who have supported Man Listening from the very beginning. Thanks so much. Don't forget to support us at Patreon. We believe one voice can change the conversation. Click the subscribe button and next week you'll hear. I was so disconnected from everything outside of me that I wasn't even able to be fully present. That's next week on Man Listening. Thanks. <laughs>